it's funny. I was talking to my dad today about you coming on the show and, you know, I was, I was like, yeah, I'm talking to somebody who has like a really big job at Facebook. She's like the head of AI uh, at AI design at Facebook. And he's like, oh, yeah. like, that's cool. Like, like, uh, that's like artificial intelligence, right? I was like, yeah, no, totally. And I was like, all confident and shit. And he's like, like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? I was like, well, and I started explaining it and I was like, I, I kind of don't know, but I'm really excited yeah. to find out about it. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. so I'm, I'm sure you probably have to do this a lot, but, um, yeah. you know, I know that you were working on, on profile and search and we can definitely get into that, but in, in terms of like present day, um, yeah. if you, when you yeah. explain to people at cocktail parties, how does it go? <laughs> right, exactly. Okay. So, uh, first of all, in Facebook, layman's terms. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Facebook, the company is, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Oculus, WhatsApp, um, and so uh, the artificial intelligence group provides AI technology to that, what we call the family of apps. Um, and some examples of AI technology are like, if you watch a video and you don't have sound on and you see captions showing up, um, AI is listening to the video and automatically generating those captions for you. Um, if you are um, using Facebook and you get a notification that someone has uploaded a photo of you, that's because we have um, face recognition and we can tell whenever your, your likeness is being used. Um, and we use face recognition uh, across the family of apps. So it makes yeah. sense to build this technology one time um, and then uh, that way we can use it wherever it may be needed. Yeah. Um, so the AI team provides technology to the family of apps and we, the first 300 people in the AI group were all engineers. So no, you know, PMs or, or designers or user researchers, you know, I've been working to build out the design team within AI and really define what an AI designer does. Um, we are working with researchers who further the science of AI. Um, and so they may come with something like, hey, we've found a cool way to have AI um, map uh, the movements that you make. Uh, and then if uh, you upload a photo of you, we can have AI make you do the movements from another video. You know, So if right. there's a beautiful ballerina, for example, then you can have like, another person who doesn't do ballet show up as, as doing that same pose. Right. Um, and so, so cool. you're I'm looking at, just like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and so you're looking at capabilities that are coming down the pike. Like here's what AI can do. Um, and then you're figuring out like, okay, well, we're at the Facebook company. What do we want to use AI for? Um, and our general way of using AI is to protect people, to connect people, and to empower people. Um, and so then we get to create ideas around like, well, what does that mean? Um, so some of the things that we design are features that we think would be cool in a um, Facebook marketplace setting. Um, and then some of the things that we work on are features in new product experiences that don't exist yet. Right. Um, and some of the things that we work on are, you know, ensuring that our products and use of AI is is safe and, and fair across the company. So how does, you know, there's traditional um, product design and then there's the AI product design. I would imagine that they're they're very different. Um, can you maybe explain how, how they're different? Yeah. So um, the 
back in the day when we were all making websites and the mobile revolution happened, I think a lot of us um, were initially a bit confused around like, okay, well, how is mobile design going to be different from web design? Um, and the capabilities that a mobile phone has is that it knows your location, it has GPS technology, and then it has a camera input system, right? Otherwise, it's pretty similar to a computer. Maybe there's a smaller form factor, there's touch screen capabilities. But what you first had to do is, is list out those, those technical changes and then figure out like, okay, how am I going to take what people do on a website and have them do it on the phone? So you would have like, um, maybe I'm going to do my taxes. And initially people thought I'll never do my taxes with my mobile phone. That's ridiculous. Right. Um, but then it turns out that it's like much easier to take a picture of your W-2 for some people who have a simple tax situation right. and then submit TurboTax in like one click than it is to, um, you know, use a website and enter in all your data manually. Right. Um, right. The, the process of designing for AI is similar in that you're looking at the technological capabilities, but instead of just having two or three, like the mobile phone had, there's like dozens. And so it's, it's wildly more complex. Right. Um, I've spent some time working with designers to come up with like a different framework. Um, and, and what works well for us is, you know, the traditional design process has the steps of empathize where you're learning about your users and getting a sense of the problem, define where you're like putting the requirements of the solution in place, like what is success going to look like? And then you ideate, you come up with a bunch of options and then you refine and prototype and then you test to find out if it's working. And if not, then you go back and empathize again. So that's the traditional process. Right, um, right. I think in the in the AI team, we have to do a little bit more within each of those swim lanes. So in addition to empathizing with users, we also have to actually articulate the future we're looking to create, right? More so than ever, there are situations where we're like, yeah, that could be done, but we wouldn't want it to be done. Right. Um, and so um, you're looking to specifically say things like, I don't want AI to dominate people. I want AI to be a tool for people. People in AI will work together. Um, or the future I'm looking to create is one that is more sustainable. And so my product is going to um, you know, promote environmental sustainability. Uh, um, at Facebook, we generally are looking to give people a voice to build connection and community. We want things that serve everyone. So fairness and inclusion is really important. Um, we want people to feel safe um, and we wanna promote economic opportunity. Um, and so that's that's kind of what the imagining a better future is like the key component that that goes along with empathizing. Right. Um, and then when you're defining, you're not just defining like, well, what are the requirements we want to have here? You're also defining AI capabilities. Um, and so there you're figuring out like, um, what would I use in order to help solve this problem? Is it natural language processing? Is it the ability for computers to see? Is it uh, making predictions based on data or completing basic tasks? Or, you know, is it, um, will the AI need to understand the context of the person to know that they're in their car or, you know, out at a park? 
Um, and so you're looking at AI capabilities in addition to uh, the, the people problems and defining the requirements. Um, and then when you're ideating, it's not enough to just come up with ideas. Many, many times where things fall short in AI is you've got a great idea, um, AI is being used, but um, it's gonna be difficult for AI to have the data it would need to do its job well. And there's not a good feedback loop for the AI. Um, so you can imagine one, one product that I think does a great job of data and feedback loops is um, Google Docs, right? So if you're using Google Docs as you're typing, it's giving you recommendations for words that might help you complete your sentence. Yeah. It's pretty lightweight. It's not very intrusive. And you're giving the AI feedback as you're typing because you're either taking the suggestion, which gives the AI a pat on the back, keep suggesting that, or you're typing something else. And then it's like, ah, that instead, got it. So it all makes sense now. I'm always like, it's learning. It? It knows. Yeah. oh my God, that's so crazy yeah. because I'm like, how does it know? And the Google AI will actually help me to like, because there'll be times where I'll be like a little bit aggravated in an, in an email and I can, I'll, I'll like start off the thing. It's and then I- It's nicer I, than you would be. It's like, yeah, no problem. This should have happened yesterday. And it's, it'll be like, yeah, no problem. Let's touch base about this tomorrow. And I'm like, I know it's good enough. So much friendlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I have noticed that's that. That's AI. That's so cool. It's See, like the common person like doesn't even know. Right. You don't think about it. No one attacks. But you doing. can imagine how terrible that product would be at recommending the end of a sentence if it wasn't constantly listening to what you do instead. Initially, mm -hmm. the AI was probably really bad. Yeah. They shipped it probably internally. And, you know, employees at Google probably saw recommendations that made no sense at all. Right. And then it keeps learning and learning and learning. And now that it's rolled off globally, um, it's learning in multiple languages, you know, so it's, it's, it's learning exponentially.